Hey, good day, everyone. Bless you, and welcome to another edition of Kingdom Conversations, where we have the opportunity to talk to a broad spectrum of leaders in the body of Christ to get a perspective. What is the Holy Spirit doing today? What is God doing today in our world? And we have wonderful dialogue with different leaders, and I'm glad you happened across the site today. I'm here today with a wonderful brother, uh, a leader in so many ways, um, whose heart has been for the historic church. His heart is for revival, and his heart now is for Israel and the Jewish people as well. And we're going to talk about his journey and how he progressed into that um, awareness of the foundation, the covenantal foundation of our faith. So I want you to join me as we welcome my dear friend, Bishop Paul oh, Lanier. How are you, thank sir? You, my dear brother. Bishop Such Paul Lanier, Hope Community Church. Yes, sir. In Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Where did you grow up? Yeah, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, all of my uh, family uh, was in the ministry, and my father pastored in North Carolina. Right up to the end, he pastored for a while in West Virginia, but most of his time was in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm, I'm just so honored. I want to say this, and I, and I noted it the other day when we were talking about coming and ministering, that uh, you'd have to search really hard to find a voice of faith that is more aware, conscious, and uh, conversant in the arena of Jewish-Christian relations than you. Yeah. And so to be able to sit here at this table and to talk about the things of God, I'm deeply honored and very grateful. And it's amazing how you and I, and we were noting it a moment ago, I don't yeah. know how many years ago, my wife and I Said, let's go up to New York and let's just take a little little vacation. Now, we're walking. Not Buffalo, New York. No. New York City. We're in Manhattan, Manhattan man. Right. And we're just walking, talking. And all of a sudden, there you are. And we look and we say, Bishop. And you look, you said, Lanier's. And we stopped there in the streets right. of Manhattan. And we just had a moment. And um, that was prophetic. And, you know, out of that reconnect, um, your amazing daughter, Kaylin, who is you know, carries your mantle in so many profound ways. She has joined the Eagles Wings team. I, I'm telling and, and you. she's doing an incredible job organizing our pastor's trips. Oh. And she's got that passion for Israel. Well, her mother and I couldn't be more grateful. It was a decade ago. She was at Regent University, and you were taking a group of, right. of college kids to Israel. On a Pat Robertson scholarship. Yeah. yeah, and so she calls and says, Daddy, I'm, I'm, I have the opportunity to go to Israel. And we mm -hmm. said, go, baby, go. That's right, that's right. And so she went, and that really ignited something. That time with you, that time with this ministry really ignited something in her heart. And so a decade later, she's watching you doing one of these conversations. And uh, she brought it up again. I said, why don't you reach out to him? And she did. Yep. And maybe a year ago, she started part-time and now full-time and yep. loving it. And we're so grateful. Well, and she is for us a sign of hope. Mm. Uh, and there's your, there's your whole church. <laughs> uh, but uh, because there, we're so concerned about the younger generation oh, yeah. and, and how, do we, you know, how do we hold on to, and I know you are... Praying as well, you know, where is that Joshua generation mm -hmm. that's arising? And how do we call for that Joel 2 prophecy that on your sons and your daughters? We're all looking for that. And and Kaylin, of course, your son, who's a great missionary and, and does great missionary journeys, are, are, are just such um, such a tribute to you and Debbie's uh, parenting and well, leadership. Like, like you said, it's so troubling even 
even religious groups can send young people over to Israel mm -hmm. and they can become, they can get blindsided by other ideas and loyalties. And so we are just forever grateful that for her introduction to the land of Israel, it was through you and through this ministry. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about your introduction to mm. the land of Israel. So you mentioned that you're the son of a pastor, but you're not just the son of a pastor. No. You're the grandson of a pastor. Yeah. You're the great grandson of a pastor. Yes. You know, ministry was in your lineage. It really was. And, um, but somewhere along that journey, you began to have a thirst not just for kind of what let's let's call the modern evangelical sure. movement, but more the historic church. And you mm -hmm. began exploring that and it led you in some interesting directions. Talk about that. Well, like you noted, my great grandmother um, helped to found a church during the Great Depression. And then both of my grandfathers were Pentecostal preachers. Uh, my father, mother, my cousins, my uncles, all of them immersed in pastoral ministry in Pentecost. And so my wife and I were pastoring a church and about four years after we started a ministry, I began to feel rightly or wrongly that we, we might ought to step away from the denomination we were in. Great people, no problems, no drama, just wondered if we ought to step this way. That's been so long ago. And I kept saying to my wife, when, as we're doing this, don't let me get small. We've, been a, we've seen some great you know, things right. in the denomination. So when we stepped away, the denomination had looked at church history for a hundred years, which was normal. And so we said, okay, let's start looking beyond that. And we would look back at John Wesley and Methodism. Mm -hmm. We started looking at Mr. Wesley. I studied a little while at Duke and started studying Wesley. He's talking about the church fathers. Well, so you know, when you get to Wesley, you get to one of my favorite people in church history, who is Count Zinzendorf, ah, you know, the Moravian. That is Winston-Salem. Exactly. Oh, yes, that's right, yeah. that's right, yeah. I mean, they were, the. if you haven't studied the Moravians, oh, yeah. Count Zinzendorf and the Moravians are, for me, just exemplars of yes. kingdom community, yes, devoted to prayer, devoted to Yeshua, yes, sir. Uh, and a heart for the unity of the body, and a heart for global missions. And oh, they, yes. they helped change the course of history, but... Part of the way they did that was the Wesley brothers really came totally. to real faith yes. through the Moravians. My, my wife graduated from Salem College, which is Moravian wow. College for Women. And as you noted, Mr. Wesley was over here and he's on a boat and the storm right. hits. That's right. And, and Tell he, that story. He's a, the, the boat is, is threatened by a storm and people are worried they're going to drown. And he's just all tensed. And he looks at these Moravians. And I believe it was Peter Bowler who started witnessing to him and it had the most profound effect on Mr. Moravians Wesley. were at peace. Yes. They were singing. The, the boat looks like it's going to go down. And, and he had gone to found a church and got and, and actually found the church right. on a boat. Yeah. And goes back to England and, he, and that's when he starts having this real epiphany and this experience with the Lord and realize, you know, my heart now is strangely warmed mm -hmm. uh, instead of afraid. And for me, that, that when Wesley pointed to the church fathers, then they pointed to Israel. And I realized my personal journey became our pastoral journey as well as, as for yourself, becoming obsessed with what has God been saying all along, mm -hmm. not just the past 20 years or 50 years or whatever. And towards that end, you have become one of the great leaders in our nation in this um, raising support, raising awareness, fighting anti-Semitism for Israel. Uh, you have a partnership with a great organization, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, who we appreciate Yael uh, Eckstein so much. 
but speak to a local believer or a pastor who says, what is this Jewish stuff? Mm. Why are they just always on the, you know, aren't we not under the law? Mm. Isn't it under grace? You know, isn't it a new covenant? Why are they, why are they bringing us back? Talk to that journey that you as a, you know, fourth, fifth generation pastor's kid, right? So uh, we're not talking to someone here unseasoned in theology or unseasoned in church history, but what he's telling us is that that journey leads back to the foundation. Bring us yes. through that, that journey. Well, Bishop, you know so well that um, all of the significant moments in the life of Jesus for us, all of them occurred during the Moedim, during the, the appointed times, the Jewish from the Hebrew calendar. Yeah, the feasts. The feasts. And so what we kind of abdicated and abandoned were actually the, the greatest platforms upon which Jesus stood. All and the way to all Acts way. chapter 2, when the day of, of, of yes, uh, Shavuot had fully come, right? When the day exactly. of Pentecost had fully yes, come. Sir. And so I, for us, for, for we believers in Jesus and, and Pentecostals, um, we're, not, we're not stepping away from who we are. We're simply receiving, we talk about the full gospel, you know, now we're that we're not abandoning. We're not cessationists. We're not going right. to, but we're, but too many times we have abandoned the mm. full gospel. What happened in Genesis? What happened throughout the Hebrew scriptures? And so what we're trying to do, and I believe what God intends for us to do is embrace the whole revelation yeah. of redemption that goes all the way back and mm-hmm. continues. I, and I, I sometimes joke that we talk about the Hebrew scriptures, but in reality, the, the New Testament was written by Jews also, so it's, it's all Hebrew totally, scriptures, totally. right? I agree, sir. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Well, we have so many who have faith in Jesus, mm-hmm. but don't understand the faith of Jesus. Oh, wow. They, they don't, you know, they know, wow. I, they know a Greco-Roman Constantinian yes. Jesus. Yes. They know a Southern Baptist Jesus, yes. an Assembly of God Jesus, a Charismatic Jesus, mm-hmm. but... Jesus lived, right, in a context, in a place. And when you begin to encounter him in the scripture and wrestle for the true identity of Jesus, that's a journey. It is. You know, he was probably conceived during Hanukkah. Uh, We know that uh, when the passion of the Christ occurred, it was during Passover. Mm -hmm. As you noted with Shavuot and Pentecost, for, for people like me, I thought, that Pentecost was a part of the ongoing experience of Jesus and a new thing, never knowing that it was an anniversary of an old thing. And that the the passion of the Christ was a new thing, never knowing it was the anniversary of an old thing. I just looked at all of it through 2,000-year-old lens and never recognized the in the beginning God. Right, right. Well, I I hope you're hearing this today and, and I hope it encourages you to take more seriously this miraculous awakening that's happening in our generation. It's never happened in 2000 years, but in this generation, in particular, the past probably 30 years, Mm. there is a level of cooperation, friendship, understanding, growing between God's ancient covenant people, the Jews, and the Christian church, or at least the part of it that holds to the word and holds to Jesus. Um, and you're invited to be a part of that. If you've never been to Israel, mm. let me tell you, every Christian, oh, at yeah. least once in oh, your yeah. life, 
You've got to purpose in your heart to get to Israel. It changes your perspective in such a powerful and incredible way. Bishop, yes. um, talk to us about uh, the American church mm. this moment. Uh, when we're sitting here recording this right now, I don't know if our nation has ever been more divided. Uh, there's toxicity on the airwaves. Uh, we're being pulled from the left or being pulled from the right. It, it, it's an incredible time of stress in our nation. Um, yet there's a remnant holding yes. on for revival and yes. believing that yes, God sir. can move and will move. How do we draw near to the voice of the Lord? And, and what is God saying for America today? Wow. You know, I think the best part of that that you just spoke was the last few words. What is God saying? And you're assuming mm -hmm. that God is saying something mm -hmm. to America. And I think that's profoundly significant for all of us is to know and believe God is speaking. Mm -hmm. He yes, has sir. not abandoned. Yes. He has not walked away. Now, you and I are, are very aware, and we try to keep our finger on the pulse of the conversation that the American church is having. And, and all of us, there are no experts mm -hmm. to where we are. Um, we studied, we went to school, we listened, but nothing prepared us for where we are. Right. And we're in uncharted territory. Totally. Yeah. And so if we're not hearing, thus saith the Lord, and if we're not discerning, I tell my people, if you're not in discernment, you're in deception. Oh, and say that again. If you're not in discernment, you're in deception. And it's so easy to get lost in the deceptions, um, whether it's politically and, and entertain every arena of, of human existence right now is under siege and under attack. And it can taint what we believe and where we stand, and we were kept away from one another with distancing right. and every other kind of thing, which was, which, and the divisions, none of those are acts, they're calculated. Mm -hmm. It's to separate us, to keep us where two or three are gathered mm -hmm. and where you agree. And the goal was to divide and to separate and to alienate and marginalize. But in the midst of all of that, as you so rightly noted, that new, that one new man mm -hmm. is rising. Mm -hmm. That Gentile, that Jewish, that believes in the one God of Israel. Mm -hmm. And for though so many of us believe in Jesus, the Messiah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and all who believe in Messiah. Yes, yes. So, and this is a part that's hard for people to wrap their brain around. But of course, our Jewish brothers and sisters who don't, currently embrace Jesus, mm -hmm. still believe in Messiah. Oh my. So we have a shared faith in Messiah. Exactly. Uh, we have prayers for the coming of Messiah. Yes. We have disagreement about his identity. Absolutely. And um, But there is even a place of united faith. I was speaking to a rabbi the other night on the Bishop and the Rabbi program. And this, you would have thought I was talking to Harry Stone. <laughs> the rabbi is saying, these are the signs of the end times. Yes. These are the signs of the messianic days. Messiah is soon to appear, yes. you know, and so, so many times Christians just discount the Jewish people. Oh, they don't, you know, they don't believe in Messiah. No, they, they believe in Absolutely. Messiah. They're praying for Messiah to come. Um, and perhaps the rejection of 
Jesus has not so much been their rejection of Messiah as much as a rejection of a <laughs> false Greco-Roman Constantinian saint. Uh, that's not him. I hear you, sir. So, I, I remember the first time Deb and I went to Israel. It was in 95. And there was a pastor, it was like there was a pastor who was taking a group, had two cancellations, and said, Hey, for five hundred bucks you want to go. <laughs> and go. So we went and we landed in Amman, Jordan. The, the whole it was a different. But when we got to the wall and looked behind, and you know exactly where I'm talking about, mm -hmm. but behind there was this massive banner that says Mashiach is coming. That's right. And and I looked at these faces at the wall, these young Young men could have been 13, 14, and they're weeping yeah, as right. they're praying, crying. And, and you watch the Rebbe, you know, yeah. we want Messiah Mashiach now. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to wait. And so, unfortunately, there's a whole lot of Jewish folk looking forward to the revelation of Messiah than people who believe in his return. Mm -hmm. And I was interviewed one time about this whole question. There was a, a, a Jewish reporter said, what do you think about Messiah? Is it Jesus? Right. I said, well, the bottom line is Messiah is coming. That's right. I won't be surprised if he looks a lot like Jesus. Right. But, but regardless, <laughs> Mashiach right. is, is coming. That's right. Yeah. Folks, uh, I'm telling you, these are amazing, amazing days. They're not easy days. And what a blessing to not live in easy days, right? We get to, oh, live, yes, in, yes. We get to live in exciting days. We get to live in epic days. We get to live in days that require something from us and call something forth from deep within us. And this amazing brother, Bishop Paul Lanier, his incredible wife, Debbie, uh, their two great children and Hope Community Church in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They are a lighthouse. They are a, a beam of light in the midst of this world. So I want you to follow him on social media. I want you to get connected to his ministry. But Bishop, before we sign off, just uh, take a moment and exhort folks, encourage folks, uh, whether that's with an exhortation or a prayer, however you feel led, uh, because we don't believe that anything's by accident. No, so if you're here hearing this, there's a seed being planted in your spirit, and we want that seed to bear good fruit. Thank you, Bishop. Almighty God, I thank you for the extraordinary people who are watching this moment, and this is not accidental, but out of your great love, you've allowed myself and Bishop to sit here and people at different times and different places, circumstances are gonna watch this moment. Now I'm believing by God that you're going to prick something in their heart to believe in the one God of Israel and his Messiah to us, Jesus. I ask that you would touch them to be overwhelmed by your great love and to be fully assured that you have a will for their life. And this moment is part of that will. And we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you for dropping by today, folks. We're grateful for your time. We're praying blessing upon you. Uh, continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Continue to, uh, as Bishop said a few minutes ago, and I'm telling you that is right, uh, if you're not in discernment, you're gonna move into deception. So be in a discerning and a listening moment right now. Brother, God bless you. God Thank bless you for coming by today. God bless you, everybody. Have a great day.